Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. All right, Tanya, welcome to the show. Hello, how Hello. are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Bringing you on our ELC, I want to thank you for su- taking some time out. You get to present here at ELC. I love this conference because there's lots of people who have really cool ideas, innovative ideas for how to move our profession forward from not just the education side, but from the practice side as well, and how to collaborate education and practice. And that gets my creative juices flowing my passions kind of ignited so this is to me one of my favorite places to come my first time here at elc and i'll be honest i thought it was all education there are clinicians here there are are people here for different reasons and that's when you get really good discussions in the hallways right where we're recording this right now Mm -hmm. it is unique in terms of the who the audience uh, of this conference you get to present here i do let's talk about that and we will let everybody know you're a little hoarse but that's 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 why (laughs) you weren't up late last night um so you get to present what, what do you get to talk about what do you get to share? So I have a team of my two assistant DCEs and also a clinician that we partner with and we're talking about clinical remediations. So when things don't go well for the student and they end up having to do a repeat clinical, we're talking about that entire process. Unfortunately, we've had a little bit of experience with this and so we've developed a process to try to help the student to be successful and also to, to leverage our collaborations with our clinical partners and our resources that we have at our institution. All right, so the process you're talking about, does this begin once a student has had an issue or has failed a clinical? When does, when does this process you're going to talk about start? We define it as as soon as a student has identified a problem. So that phone call that we get from the CI saying things don't seem like they're going quite the way they, they should or the phone call we get from the student like I think I'm really struggling here. And so then that starts this process of how can we help kinds of information do we need to have, what kind of plan do we need to set forward, what kind of recommendations might we have, and then if things go well from there, that's kind of one side of it, and then if things don't go well, kind of what we do on the other side of it. Now, how early have you seen, in your experience, and you're at the Ohio State University, how Mm -hmm. early have you seen this call come in either from the clinical site or from the student in a placement? Sometimes after week two. Wow, that's early. Yeah, which is actually, you know, sometimes clinicians don't give themselves enough credit. You've got a good gut feeling, just like you do with your patients, when things aren't quite the way that you think they should be. It's the same thing with working with students. As soon as things are not feeling like they're where they should be, I would rather get that call to at least put it on my radar that maybe something's up. Yeah, yeah, early and often, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go through the process. Uh, what, What things do you guys look at? What things are in your process to get things back on the right track? First, we want to figure out what that problem is, look at it from as many different perspectives as we can, gather as much data as we can from the CI, from the informational forms that they might use. It oftentimes includes talking to the student too, so we're getting their perspective, we're getting the CI's perspective. We also have some things within our academic program that we look at, some information that we have, and then put together a plan to see if we can help the student while they're in the moment in the clinical. If that doesn't go well, if they end up not being able to pass the clinical, then we have another process to take them through the remediation for them to get a chance to try again. Uh, Let's talk about communication. How do you communicate this to both the student that reaching out might be an option and as well as the clinical instructors in the sites? Like, how do you you set that up? What's the expectation? I think it really starts with the 
relationship. We talk a lot in, in physical therapy about the relationship with your patients. On the academic side and the education side, it's that relationship between the academic program and their clinical partners. So I think there's some trust there, some expectation from the beginning that, hey, we're in this together. If there's a problem, we want to know about it. We talk to the students about that too. You know, we let them know up front, we're going to be checking in on you. We do a midterm, either a call or a visit with every one of our students for every clinical because number one, they're paying tuition as a part of the academic program and a really integral part. And number two, we want to head off anything if we see that there's problems on either side. It's not always a student. Sometimes there's a CI student relationship problem or expectation issue. So we want to make sure we're addressing any of those things early as, as early as we can. What are some of the common, you mentioned personality, sometimes they don't always fit. Right. What, what are some of the, the, the more common issues that come up? So sometimes it's just a difference in communication styles. Sometimes it's not clear expectations on both sides. Sometimes it is a CI who, but you don't hear anything from me, all is good. And a student who needs that little bit more ongoing feedback, tell me I I feel like I I don't know where I stand here. So there is some of that. Sometimes, you know, I think the students should be up here. The program thinks they should be here, but I'm... I need them to be here. So sometimes it's just getting people on the same page. That's what we wind up managing most of the time. Right. Whether it's a patient, a student, a clinical instructor, a relationship with a colleague, it's personality, personality, personality. You mentioned putting a plan together. I love Mm -hmm. the fact that this doesn't only occur after a student might have not passed a clinical assignment, so it might happen in the middle. But when you mention plan, where does this system come into play? What, are, what sorts of things do you put into the, into the situation to make sure it improves? We start out by offering some suggestions for clinical teaching. Sometimes it's, they just need to slow down. Maybe the student feels like they've been pushed too far, too fast, too quickly. We just need to back off a little bit. Sometimes it's just breaking things down a little. So there's multiple ways that we do that and then always follow up. We have that conversation and then we'll say, okay, I'm going to call you or I'm going to email you four or five days from now and check in to see how things are going. And then that's another checkpoint for us on the academic side to say things are progressing. Okay, we'll check back in another week. Things are not. All right, let's take a deeper dive and figure out what's going, what else is going on. Setting expectations and then really, so you, I'm, I'm hearing you set expectations from the beginning of a clinical placement, but if something's not going the way it should be, doing a level set and resetting those explanations and then setting a deadline. Hey, I'm going to contact you in seven days. Right. In between now and seven days, I'd like you to do A, B, and C to make sure we're improving. Right. What else is the audience going to get to walk out of the presentation with uh, in terms of a takeaway? Hopefully some tools to be able to bring back to the situations that they may have. Because we have a clinician who's also part of our team presenting, there's going to be perspectives from her side of things, from our side of things. So I think it's just very comprehensive. We utilize a weekly feedback form, so we're going to show that. We have an example of our action plan that we put together for a particular case. So we're going to go through and we're going to walk through a case. So hopefully some real things that will help with this process, because I'll be honest, there's no manual for how to deal with a student with this. And when we did a a literature search, there's hardly anything in the literature and not much at all come in the PT literature. We learn a lot from failure, but this is how to to repair or or circumvent failure. Talk about a success that you've seen. Talk about a story, Mm -hmm. uh, but something you've seen look like it was negative and then it turned around because of the plan you put into play. Absolutely, so we've had a couple of students where they just needed like a timeout. There were lots of things going on in their either their personal life or 
they just became very overwhelmed or they started off in a little bit of a hole and trying to work themselves out of it by taking a step away, taking some time to remediate, maybe some things that they didn't know they had trouble with until they actually got into the clinic. They were able to be a stronger clinician than they would have been had they been, quote, passed along or had we not held them right. to, to a standard that really is the appropriate standard based on we have to protect our patients, we have to protect our profession, and, you know, we have to protect the, our academic institution as well. So there's there's a lot of key stakeholders, and it's great when the student comes after the fact and says, thank you for holding the high ground because I am way better because of it. And those are those happen more times, or the majority of the times, actually. Yeah, yeah. snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah. Uh, saving, saving a lot of time, right? Because if that had continued down that particular course, it would have been maybe repeating a clinical affiliation, which, which would have been tough. And also learning a lot more, maybe learning about themselves, whether it's the CI or right. the student uh, or, or, or the organization. Right. Teaching that's, resiliency is yeah. another piece of that, too. And that just goes back to the thing that I hated to do in PT school. But now, I, now after I've graduated, I do it a lot, which is self-reflection. Yeah. I'm taking that time out, as you mentioned, like, why, why am I not doing well? I do really yeah. well at most of these things. Why am I doing well here? Yeah. But knowing that you're allowed to, to call time out and say, hey, this isn't going well. I'm not, right. doing, I'm not doing as well as I could. How do we fix this? Can someone help me? That's what education should be. Well, in this generation of students, they are so, they come into our program with these high GPAs, have been very successful in their life up to this point. And if they stumble, sometimes they don't really have the resources within themselves or the strategies to really manage that. What, what am I supposed to do? If right. you haven't faced this before, you can't fault them. You can't, you can't say it's on you. you have, if you haven't faced this before. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and it's not the end of the world. Just, right. you know, helping it, them. See it might it. feel like it, though. Right. right? In, the, in the moment, it feels like it. But at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you very much for sharing. I want you to share your foxtail. What led you to your role right now that you get to do at The Ohio State? What, what about working with students and in this really, really integral part in physical therapy education? How'd you get there? Initially, I got there because I was really involved with our district, worked a lot as a CI, and really liked that teaching point, and had somebody come up and ask me, I think you would be really good in the clinical education side. Will you come interview for our program? And I mean, that was not on my radar at all. I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, you know, what can it hurt to interview? And so I did, and I have been in clinical education ever since. That's great. What's your soapbox moment, or what's the line that you always hammer home for students in uh, clinical education that you always want to leave them with? They need to take the experiences that they get and be able to apply this in a bigger way. So, you know, ClinEd is not glory. There's no glory in this job. We deal with a lot of problems, it seems like. And sometimes students aren't terribly happy with sure. us. They don't get their first choice with their clinical experience. But I try to help them look at it in a, a more broad sense. You know, we're preparing you to be in a profession that you get to help people every day. You get to make a difference in their lives. And so your clinical experiences really have to shape who you are as a, as a clinician and as a professional. So it's my job to try to assure that you're, you have success even if it's not in your first choice, because oftentimes things just work out the way they're supposed to. That's life. You're put where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I, have a, I am true 100% believer things happen for a reason. You're where you need to be at the time you need to be there. So that's what I try to help, to, help them to see. That's great. Um, that's more than perfect. Tanya, appreciate your time here at ELC, and uh, thanks for sharing your, uh, your knowledge with us. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. 
Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.